Oh boy, hey gang. Welcome to another episode of The Deposition with Objection. I am Objection. I go by Objection or B or Brandon. And I'm not going to finish my intro the way I normally finish it. I actually put conscious thought into not, <clears throat> excuse me, doing the intro the way that I normally do it. Just because I feel like it's it's becoming stale and it's making it seem as though the podcast is, is kind of contrived. But we normally, like we... I normally do like a shoot from the hip type of thing, um, and this is essentially recorded with a mobile device from the comfort of my car, but we've added a pop filter, so that's cool. Um, anywho, welcome in. Uh, like I said, this is the deposition with objection, and that's me. Um, today, today I feel like is going to be a little bit of an interesting topic because I, I want to kind of flip the whole premise of this podcast on its head. Uh, primarily because I have something that has kind of been bugging me for my glob. All the diesel vehicles are out today. Something that's been, I don't want to say bugging me, but something that's kind of just been uh, picking at my brain for a good a good bit here. And typically something that we talk about <clears throat> on this podcast is connection, right? Like we talk about how we connect and our connections and uh, the people that we meet and, and the things that we do and the communities that we build and you know yada da 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 and I, I hate to say that to to minimalize what it is that I do here, um, but that's kind of a big part of the podcast is talking about you know the different ways in which we connect with one another and the the different personality types that we have and and things like that. Today I want to talk about disconnecting. And not in a negative way, not in a bad way, but I do have a couple of questions surrounding the concept of disconnecting, right? And I don't believe we've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but I can say that a lot of times I see, like I've definitely talked a little bit about letting go, um, which is, which might, which probably will come up as a, a bit of a topic on, on today's show. Excuse me, I needed a drink. I got a smoothie for lunch today. Like, I have been... I, every now and then, will be like, I don't want food. <laughs> I just want something to drink. And I also need a meal. So I will combine both options and get a smoothie. And tri typically, the tropical-flavored smoothies are, are the best. This one that I have has bananas, mangoes, pineapples, oranges, and strawberries. But she also said I could have substituted the strawberries for dragon fruit, which is something I'll do next time. But it's kind of like playing a modded video game versus a vanilla video game. Like, I always want to try the vanilla video game first, and then I'll do my mods. I'm getting off topic. Anywho, disconnecting. Um, the reality is, is that for me personally, and I imagine for, for a lot of you that are listening to this, disconnecting is difficult. Uh, disconnecting from people, disconnecting from situations, uh, disconnecting from events, it, it's a difficult thing to do. Like, sometimes I'll admit that I personally hang on to a lot of things that are enjoyable because they're fun memories to relive and because the, the nostalgia provides me with a bit of a dopamine hit that I typically find that I need in my day-to-day. -day. Like, sometimes I just want to remember something that makes me happy. Or sometimes I want to relive something that puts a smile on my face. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <clears throat> what I do think 
is that it makes me a little bit uncomfortable that there are situations in in which we don't disconnect from things that are technically toxic or we insert ourselves into things that that can be a little bit toxic and a little bit bad for for our situation and for our mentals right like i think what what i want to kind of lead into this with is hanging on too long right and to give you a little bit of analogy i can remember i don't know if these are still a thing because i i don't really frequent playgrounds to be completely honest with you but when i was a kid um they uh used to have these things called monkey bars in in playgrounds and i'm sure that when you guys respond to this you still make monkey bars you're an idiot you're old blah, blah, blah. i don't care um and i can remember as a kid one of the things that we used to have to do actually for a pe class was you kind of had to hang from the monkey bars until you couldn't anymore and you know some of us could do it very very well some of us were would hang for you know uh, about a minute maybe a little bit less maybe a little bit longer i don't remember what specifically it was called um i have a buddy that i went to grade school with that's in a member of the community if he happens to listen to this and he can remember what I'm talking about. He can probably tell me uh, what the actual exercise was. But I remember it being for something called the Presidential Physical Fitness Test. And we used to have to, like, hold, like, a chin-up for a specific amount of time. And I remember doing it and having to, like, holding myself up for as long as I could. And like feeling my the muscles in my arm like not necessarily it, it always felt when I was younger when I was doing something to get stronger it, it always kind of felt like the muscles were going to tear you know and I can remember vividly the first time I ever did a pull-up uh, I was actually under a staircase and you could reach into the staircase from behind it and kind of hang on it and I remember pulling and my 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 uh, my biceps feeling like they were just going to give out. Um, I was a child when this happened, by the way. So, you know, I didn't know too much about like you know muscle mending and and overexertion and that sort of thing. I just thought it was cool that I could do a pull up. Uh, but in this particular exercise, it's it's something that's designed to keep you hanging on for a very long time. And I feel like things like that in our childhood probably reinforce the notion that uh, sometimes no matter how uncomfortable we are, we have to hang on to something for for some sort of like reward or some sort of like end goal, right? And what you see nowadays, at least in my perspective, is I, I tend to see, and especially in my own personal situation, I would, I think I'm trying to call people out less, <clears throat> excuse me, and address my own shortcomings more because I do consider them to be shortcomings, but they may not be things that other people consider to be shortcomings. Anywho, um, I have a tendency to to hang on to things for far longer than I should. And where the metaphor comes in is when you start to feel like the muscles giving way and the extreme fatigue and just like you, instead of like, 
safely letting go and healthily letting go, you just kind of loosen your grip and fall. And you might land on your butt. You might actually be able to stick the landing. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of metaphorical, like, bad things that can happen if you figuratively and actually hang on to something for too long, right? Like, in, in working out or an exercise, when you are doing chin-ups or pull-ups or arm hangs or anything for that matter, um, you know, if you're doing a lot of detriment to the body without allowing the body time to recover, you're, you're not going to gain any strength. You're not going to, to heal properly. You're not, you're, the benefits of working out will be ra rapidly, rapidly diminished if it's something that you overexert to do. And the reality is, a lot of, of exercising to gain strength and even to like, you know, maintain health is exertion and recovery, right? But what I'm referring to when I talk about hanging on to something for too long is when the exertion far outweighs the recovery or when the exertion is to an ultimate extreme, right? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a physical exertion. Like, at least once or twice a week, I play basketball. And I find myself going pretty hard, running up and down, jumping, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but what'll happen is I'll play a game of basketball and then for the following day, or the, the usually for me, it's actually the next day after, my body is hit with an intense soreness, you know? And that's the recovery stage. And kind of what I'm referring to here is like playing basketball and then playing basketball again in the recovery stage. Like that would be me not knowing when to uh, when to put the basketball down. And, you know, I feel like a lot of this, these metaphors are kind of going, and I, I, the thing is, is like, I like to speak in metaphors because I never want anybody to feel like I'm talking about them specifically. But the reality is, is that I can name right now, uh, probably a good bunch of instances of situations that I, I have either been in recently or that I might still currently even be in right now in which I should let go or I should have let go a while ago and I didn't. And the the negative fallout of not letting go or not managing the situation better is eating at me, right? So we all have those situations in our lives where we have those people, and I, I think I said this maybe even a couple minutes ago. We have those people, we have those situations, we have those jobs, we have those friends, we have those significant others, we have whatever the case may be where we know that this is not good for us, but for some reason we're, we're so desperate to hang on to it. And I spent a lot of time over the past couple of months, couple of weeks, actually rather, you know, kind of exploring the why behind it. And, and wondering what it was about these situations that made it to where we just, we felt like we, we have to hang on to these things. We have to hold on to these things. And as funny as it sounds, I took a drive in my 22 year old Honda Civic. <laughs> and um, kind of thought about it from that standpoint. Like, why am I so attached to this car? And for me personally, I, I like this car because I know it well. Like the reality is, is that if I needed to, or if I wanted to, I could take it completely apart down to the frame and put it back together. 
it might take me some time, but it's something that I know very well and it's something that's that's very, very comfortable to me. Uh, and I think that is one reason why a lot of people, why why not even mentioning a lot of people, why I myself tend to hang on to things longer than I should is because there are things that make me comfortable. There are things that I enjoy, you know? Um, I do it a lot with video games. Uh, I do it a lot with with foods. I do it a lot with, admittedly, I even do it a lot with people. You know, I definitely um, have been burned in many, many ways by, by people that I've known for weeks, people that I've known for, for months, people that I've known for years, people I've known my whole life. Um, I've been put in, in very awkward and precarious situations by them. And I still have a hard time letting people go because for some reason I feel like I can fix it or that what they've done isn't too bad or, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And in, in some cases, it's not that big of a deal. But in some cases, there were some massively, massively burned bridges. And it's in those cases where I find myself the most confused. Like, what am I doing? Why am I, you know, here? What, what's going on? What am, I, I feel like I just don't have, in those moments, enough respect for myself for me to be like, okay, this, is, this person has made it very clear by their actions and by their attitude that the connection that we have is not as important to them as it is to me. And so I should treat this connection as such. But the problem with that is that that, that seems in, at least it seems to me, and I, what I would imagine to a lot of people, to create a level of reciprocity in a relationship or, or in, any sort of, uh, in any sort of situation. And that's not what I'm talking about here, right? Like, I don't, I, you, you can ask anybody, I very rarely if ever do anything with any sort of expectation other than respect there are a host of people that i would love to call my friend that i would love to to be close with and to enjoy their company and stuff like that but i never want to call them my friend unless they want to be called my friend um I've been in so many situations where I thought I was friends with somebody and was public about the fact that I thought I was friends with somebody only to find out that they didn't see the, the relationship that way. And that stung. Like, that really stung. And I've talked about it before. Uh, I don't like doing that sort of thing. I don't like being in those sort of situations. But the reality is, is like, there's in, in any sort of interpersonal anything, in any sort of thing there's very rarely like a 50-50 balance. There's very rarely like a balanced give and take. Typically it's a whole lot of give or a whole lot of take. And where the balance comes in is how much it fluctuates, right? But in some cases it doesn't fluctuate. In some cases it very much is, you know, a whole lot of give, a whole lot of give, a whole lot of give. And on the other end, it could be a whole lot of take. It could be, you know, just the, it could even be a lack of acceptance. It, it could be a lot of different things. Um, but the thought around it makes me nervous because I don't, you, you, you always, I think for me personally, the fear is, is that once I let go of something, it's going to change for the better or it's going to be a lesson learned. But 
even in that situation and that sort of mindset, that's a little bit selfish, right? Like thinking that for some reason you're you're going to be the person that has the effect of teaching somebody a lesson by your absence or by changing the way that you interact with them. Like my job is suddenly going to become, you know, this multi-million dollar corporation without me because then they'll realize that they've lost some sort of like godsend. And the reality is, is like that, that's very rarely true. Um, and I, I'm using my job as an example. Don't get me wrong. I like my job and this isn't like a cover my ass sort of thing. Um, I'm just saying like, there's a lot of people that you, you meet in professional spaces. They're like, well, they're going to miss me when I'm gone. And the reality is, is that I, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that to be true, but I digress. Um, hanging on for too long. I, I don't, or hanging on to anything when, when it's probably a good idea to, to let go. I, I don't know what the fix is. I, I don't, I don't really know how to address it. I do know that there are adjustments that can be made and that should be made um, to, to how interactions work. And to be completely transparent with you, there are things that I'm trying in a lot of different places to, to adjust how I am connecting with them or how I am able to disconnect from them. You know, to reference my job again, uh, my job was something that, my job is something that is very, very, very time consuming, obviously, but it's also very like personal. Uh, it's also like a very personal experience that I have a hard time disconnecting from because I know a lot of my coworkers very well and I've known them very well for almost the past 12 years we're coming up on soon. Um, but with that said, I, I don't, I, I try very hard not to, to have any expectations of them, but when I'm not here or when I'm not there or when I'm not working as of late, I've tried really hard to disconnect. Now, the problem is, is that the work computer that I use has my work programs load automatically when I boot into the machine. It just is more convenient for me that way on days that I do work. Um, so in, in that case, it has been a little bit difficult to disconnect. However, I've recently built another PC that I've started like migrating my personal stuff to and my Twitch stuff and this podcast, uh, that sort of thing. I, I kind of use that machine to manage all of that now. And it's become a little bit easier to disconnect from, you know, the professional world in much larger doses, right? But it's not that I, I want to leave my job or that I don't like doing my job. It's more that I can't obsess over it uh, because that is unhealthy. You know what I mean? And I don't run this business. Uh, there's a bunch of people that, that I report to that run it. And for them, I'm sure they, they obsess over it because it's literally life or death or livelihood. And not to say that it's not my livelihood, um, but if I lost sleep over it, it would reflect on my ability to continue to do that job or to do my job in, in a productive way. And that would go into the quality of work and then we'd end up at an impasse anyways. Now, I'm gonna take a second to pause and take a breath. And I want you to go, nah, I won't say go back, but maybe when the podcast is over, which is coming up pretty soon, uh, go back and listen to that section again that I was talking about and substitute my job for almost 
any sort of situation or connection or event or anything in life. And think about it that way, right? Like, it fits, you know? Like, I, it, it's... Well, hang on, let me do the pause. It fits. Like, it, it fits. It just does. Like, even in my mind thinking about it, it, it definitely fits. Like, I, I have, you know, as far as, like, personal shortcomings go and and personal things go i've had some situations come up to where i i find myself like i could be laying in my bed and staring at the ceiling and then just randomly just say what did i do to like upset this person i've had no contact with them for days or weeks or whatever the case may be and in my mind it's like they're upset with me and i'm trying to to justify what it is that upset them when in actuality, I didn't do anything. And the reality is ultimately, if they are for some reason upset with me over something that I've done, I don't know, but it would be their onus to to bring it to my attention. Like, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have to ask, but you shouldn't have to ask, right? And if you are doing something that is upsetting to somebody based on like a perceived energy shift, or whatever the case may be, and you ask them, and the response to that is, oh, no, you didn't do anything. There's there's very little that you can do about that, you know? And something that was taught to me by a coach that I was working with a little bit, a little while ago is, you know, most things in life can be put into three buckets. Either you can control a situation, you can influence a situation, or third bucket, you gotta let it go. And I find as of late that I'm, I'm struggling to put a lot of stuff in that third bucket, you know? And that's not, again, and I, this is something that I have said on the podcast before, and I'm going to say it again because I want to make sure before everybody checks out for the afternoon <laughs> that um, you guys know, I don't think that letting go means cutting off. And I don't think that letting go means giving up. Letting go of something means approaching it in a way that is healthier for you and for the situation than it was before and to that end what it means is essentially releasing a level of obsession that you have with perfection and control over a situation and accepting a situation for what it is right like when i think about friends that i've had that we used to talk all the time we used to talk daily and now we just don't talk anymore for me personally, rather than putting myself in a situation where I'm like, oh God, what did I do to him? You know, why isn't this person talking to me anymore? And why are our conversations so different? And why is their tone of voice just like off? Or, you know, what's going on? Am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? Like that shit is unbelievably unhealthy. You know what I mean? And it's a difficult thing to kick. Um, letting go to me in those situations look like, you know, I, I got I got a lot of love for him. Uh, and he's doing some stuff and when he's ready to communicate he'll you know he'll communicate where he's at I'll always be there and I'll always you know reach out and offer and I'm not going to change what I'm doing but I have to accept that whatever they're they're doing as far as um, returning communication is going to be what it is for right now if at some point they recognize that there's been a change in in tone and they choose to address it, that's great. We can talk about it. If they never do, 
that's great too. You know, like they, there has to be a level of balance and a level of self-respect that I have to have for myself to where my entire day isn't devoted to trying to figure out why this person doesn't come to basketball anymore or this person doesn't want to play video games together anymore or this person doesn't want to ride in my car anymore or you know this coworker is is making things uh super difficult when before it would it was a fairly easygoing relationship you know what i mean so my my hope for you guys this week and my advice to you guys this week is to just be conscious of of how long we're we're hanging on to stuff and to i would honestly suggest making a conscious effort to disconnect from things again we're not talking about cutting off we're not talking about um you know no contact or anything like that but uh, explore and experiment with ways of disconnecting from situations that you know are detrimental to you right because you do know like i've talked to enough of you privately to where you've been in situations where you're like i don't know what to do and you know i just i feel like there's i i feel like there's so much demanded of me but i don't know what's being demanded of me and you know da 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 da, da. and not to minimize your situations or or individualize them or, or make them seem like they're commodities but in reality uh if it's if healing or if if progress is the goal then the the three bucket challenge bucket challenge the three bucket system that i that i use is is something that that i would definitely recommend looking into you know sometimes letting something go is just kind of saying it is what it is and accepting it for what it is and you never know man like typically when when you really care about something or when when you're really passionate about something uh, to use a word that makes some people uncomfortable, when you love something, if you let it go, uh, they say when it, you know, if it comes back to you, then it's meant to be. And that doesn't mean like a romantic partner or anything like that. That could mean anything, you know, like with me, Twitch streaming. I love Twitch streaming, but uh, I, I, it's very, very difficult and, and unhealthy to obsess over it. Um, so there, there's some things like, you know, the partner push and all that other jazz that I just got to let go. And at some point, if I if I come, if it, you know, if partnership finds me or, you know, my audience finds me, then hell yeah, it's dope. It was meant to be. But if not, that's, you know, it's got to be what it is. You know what I mean? I still love doing it and I'm still going to keep doing it at the level that I'm doing it at. It just, uh, it, it won't, it won't come with a check mark, I guess. Um, but that's, we're going to call it for today. Uh, I hope this one wasn't too rambly. Um... But I did want to try something a little bit different as far as how we talk about stuff because I feel like a lot of our a lot of the conversations that that I tend to lead here or that we tend to have here are like you know bring people in bring people close bring people this bring people that and not like actually defending yourself from you know what could be a toxic situation or a toxic workplace or a toxic friendship or a toxic relationship. So uh, with that said, I am. Objection. I go by Objection or B or Brandon, and this has been the deposition with Objection. Hope you enjoyed. You can find me anywhere on social media at Objection. Um, the places that I'm the most active on are Twitch. Uh, lately, we've really been going hard on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I tweet once and once or twice, and some of the stuff I tweet is profound. Uh, but I also like to have these conversations on my stream. So if you ever want to pop by my stream, it's twitch.tv slash Objection. It's O-B-J-E-C-K-S-H-U-N. Uh, and, and we can shitty chat. We can even talk about this one, you know, later on tonight. Um, 
I'm not sure what I'm playing, but it'll definitely be a dope conversation. But I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Uh, that's one thing I do want to bring is the outro from the stream. Uh, be awesome to each other, but be better to yourselves. And I think that's really, really important here. But I'll see you guys when I see you. And I, I love you all to death. All right. Peace out.